It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now! I'm starving! On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby! It is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast presented by DraftKings. And boy, oh boy, do we have a lot to talk about. We thought that maybe we get into the NFL draft wide receivers to help you guys out for dynasty and your rookie rankings ahead of time. Oh no, my friends. Oh no. Russell Wilson traded Aaron Rodgers back Calvin Ridley. We got franchise tag guys much to discuss and we will do it with the number one ranked fantasy analyst in the galaxy over the last five years. I think I saw a couple things on the internet about that. Might not be the case anymore, but who cares? I have pictures. I literally saved two screenshots on my phone that said Joe Dolan was the best. I'm running with that forever. At FG underscore Dolan, the fantasy gangster. You got to go to fantasypoints.com. I guess I should have asked you before the show, Joe. Do we have a new code yet or is it still 21? Feast 22. Feast 22? Feast 22, yes. Love it. Feast 22 is the new code for those of you that used 21 Feast last year. You can't use the same code twice. So we got a new code for all of you that are re-upping. Now is the time. Feast 22, fantasypoints.com. How many people are like full-time on staff, Joe? Or part-time? So, uh, it's got to be 20 people. We've got we're, – we're getting uh... – that's a tease, Ross. We're getting bigger. Let's put it this way. Oh! Uh, we are getting bigger. Um, and, uh, Ross, I know this is a fantasy football podcast, but you might need to add a different sport soon. Let's just put put it that way. Ooh, okay. I, I like the tease. Fantasypoints.com and the code FEAST22. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. We are at Ross Tucker Pod. A lot of people like watching us on YouTube now, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Lots of news to get to, Joe. Yes. And I'm going to, th- not a curveball, but I'm going to give you an open, a blank canvas. Like, what was the single most significant move that happened for fantasy yesterday? Uh, well, let let. let the fact that you're saying move is, is, is kind of lead me here. It's the Russell Wilson trade. Okay. Um, Denver gave up quite a bit. I don't think it's ridiculously much. Like, I mean, look, Drew Locke's in that trade. I don't give a crap that Drew Locke is in that trade. Okay. And I'm sure C- Seahawk fans are despairing that Drew Locke was in that trade, but you give up a pretty good player. Uh, Shelby Harris, you know, you give up Noah Fant, who's who's got some talent, um, and you give up the two firsts and the two seconds, okay? So it's significantly more than the Rams gave up for Matthew Stafford, but objectively, looking at the two players and their accomplishments in their career, Wilson has been the better player. The Rams sure as hell aren't regretting the trade for Matthew Stafford right now. That, that Both teams can win that trade, and I think both teams did. You know, the Lions might be upset that the 32nd pick is coming their way. But here is the deal with Russell Wilson. This is an upgrade for the Denver Broncos in every way imaginable. And I know 
Um, there has been some level of slippage in Wilson's play. I think maybe you can blame it on the finger last year. Maybe things aren't as good as they were five years ago, but he doesn't need to be as good as he was five years ago to be a massive major upgrade for the Denver Broncos. Jerry Judy, huge upgrade. Cortland Sutton, huge upgrade. Maybe the biggest winner of the trade is Albert Oak, Albert Oak, I'm uh, Ross. I, I, I pride myself on pronunciations and I know I got that one wrong. Let's just call him Albert O for now. Um, Albert O was a big winner of this trade with Noah Fant going out. I think Javante Williams is a big winner of this trade with Russell Wilson coming in, providing just more scoring opportunities. Broncos up across the board for fantasy, 100%. But you also have to look at the fact that the uh, the ADPs, these guys are going to get more expensive. So you've got to look at which guys might be available later in your best ball drafts who have an opportunity to make an impact for you. You know, I think even Albert O, everybody's going to call him a sleeper after this. And then once everybody calls somebody a sleeper, he's not a sleeper anymore. Um, two guys who I'm looking at, Tim Patrick. Denver extended Tim Patrick last year. They like that guy. And KJ Hamler, you know, he got hurt, tore the ACL. But Russell Wilson throws an immaculate deep ball. I think it, you, you've really got to understand where Russell Wilson's strengths help the Denver Broncos. And then, of course, you have the marriage with Nathaniel Hackett, which I think works out unbelievably well. Russell Wilson is going to be a top seven or eight fantasy quarterback. He's going to be drafted as such. I want to see where his ADP settles in, though, before I decide whether or not I'm buying in. Because you look at the fact that, hey, look, he's coming from Seattle. He wasn't exactly starving for weapons in Seattle. DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are as good a one-two punch at wide receiver as there are in the league. So while I think Denver spreads it out more, has more depth, it's not like I would take Metcalf and Lockett over Judy and Sutton. I think that's a better pair. I just think Denver's got more to spread it around. Wilson doesn't run as much anymore, which has to be factored in. So I do want to see where Wilson's ADP factors in Ross before I decide whether or not I'm buying on Russell Wilson. And then it just brings me to the big question overall when it comes to Russell Wilson. How much if his play has slipped? And, and look, he's in his 30s, okay? He's not going to be as as mobile as he was at the age of 27. That's a fact. That's self-evident. But I'm just looking at everything that Wilson had the fact that he was willing to be traded how much is a change of scenery going to rejuvenate his career? And I think that's sight unseen right now. So even if you think, you know, man, Denver gave up a little too much for the version of Wilson that we've been seeing. How much was the Pete Carroll influence over that offense? The, the fact that they didn't let Russ cook, okay? How much of that was weighing on Wilson? And is he going to be able to come out here with Nathaniel Hackett in an offense and say, let's throw it around, baby. I, I think there's a factor there that... We probably can't answer, but if you're going to be bullish on Wilson, I think that's something that you're going to take into account and say, look, you know, Seattle, even with all the different offensive coordinators, they still had the same philosophy. They'll throw, air it out for three weeks, and then as soon as Russell Wilson throws a couple of picks, they're giving the ball to the running back 25 times a game. I don't know if that's going to be the case in Denver. So I think for Russell Wilson, that's probably the biggest argument to be bullish on him. The fact that a change of scenery might adjust the offensive philosophy for Russell Wilson really for the first time in his career. All right, so I've got two more questions on the Russell Wilson trade from a fantasy perspective. But the 
Broncos got a new quarterback. Yes. They got they had a job. They got it. You can create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 770 million people. I've told you guys this before. I have interns for MyFrontPageStory.com, for GoBigRecruiting.com, for RT Media, the podcast business. They're all on LinkedIn. Like that's where these kids live now. And they've got simple tools like screening questions so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses like mine rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn. Are you kidding me? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash feast. That's linkedin.com slash feast to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, Joe, the only one I question a little bit that I need, I need you to go a little further and explain to me. Why is this so much better for Javante Williams? I just think, look, a better quarterback increases scoring opportunities for an offense. So I think Javante, especially since Wilson doesn't run as much anymore, you get down to the five-yard line. And look, Nathaniel Hackett's coming from Green Bay where they have used the running backs in the passing game. They've used the running backs at the goal line. They've had two fantasy-relevant running backs. I think it's good for Javante Williams. I think it's good for the entire offense across the board, Ross. Um, Even if Wilson is 75%, of 2015 Russell Wilson, that is a massive upgrade over Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke. That, that's inarguable, and I think it's just better for this offense. I think the coaching change is good for the offense. Russell Wilson makes the Denver Broncos a legitimate contender. The question, and that, this is just purely a football question, Ross, is Denver just gave up a massive haul for what I think is the third-best quarterback in their own division. I mean, think about that. Think of how loaded the AFC West is because if, if if you were to call up Kansas City or the Chargers and offer Russell Wilson straight up for Mahomes or, or Justin Herbert, you'd be laughed off the phone. That's how loaded the AFC West is right now. So the thing I think is interesting is that he reportedly wanted to go to Denver. Careful what you wish for, dude. I mean, they're all playoff contenders. And I think it's three, top, four top 10 quarterbacks now. Certainly top 12. Derek Carr was excellent. Yeah, last he year. was. Right, the other side of it, Joe. Oh, God. Seattle. Talk um, to me about Lockett, Metcalf, Fant. I mean, do we even know who their quarterback is? To be, It's obviously a downgrade. The question yeah. is, for right now, for people that might be doing dynasty stuff or best ball or whatever – how much of a downgrade is it for these guys? So um, I'm borrowing from our guy, Grant Barfield, who wrote a really quick reaction article. and Because I, I haven't had an opportunity to go and adjust my rankings just yet. But first and foremost, let's look at what Seattle did after the Wilson trade, Ross. Last night, I'm sitting down on my couch. I'm playing a little Elden Ring. I know you're a big video gamer, Ross. I'm playing Elden Ring. And I the, the news comes across my phone. And of course, you can't pause Elden Ring. So I'm getting my head chopped off while this while I'm reading this. Bobby Wagner gets released by the Seahawks. That signals a full-on rebuild. So I think it is justifiable 
dropping DK Metcalf and and Tyler Lockett from high end wide receiver twos to mid to low end wide receiver threes with the caveat that Seattle now has two top 10 picks this year. Seattle's got two first round picks next year. Could Seattle like, you know, get in the Deshaun Watson talk? And that's a completely different thing that I don't want to get into because Deshaun Watson has a, he might be charged as a criminal in these sexual assault allegations by the end of the week, but Seattle's got a lot of ammo to make a move. I am going to take a wild guess and say that Drew Locke will not be their week one starting quarterback. So take with that information what you will, but right now Seattle seems to be leaning into a rebuild, which is strange with a 70 year old head coach. And I'm a little surprised it got to this point because I would have thought they would have chosen Russell Wilson over Pete Carroll 10 times out of 10. They did not do that. So Seattle is a lot harder to get a grasp on because I do not believe Drew Locke will be their week one starting quarterback. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. It's interesting. I mean, we can go down the rabbit hole of if the Eagles have been involved, because to me, it feels like Jalen Hurts would have been like Pete Carroll's ideal quarterback. Yeah. Run the ball a lot, you know. It, um... The Eagles, I think the Eagles were certainly involved, but there was a non-starter here, Ross. Russell Wilson wanted to go to Denver. The, all the talk was this is his number one destination, and when a quarterback has has that kind of – and by the way, if I, were, if I were a neutral observer, I would have picked Denver over the Eagles too. Denver has more to work with on offense right now. So that was a non-starter. But, yeah, you know, for Seahawks fans, I'm sure they would have preferred to receive uh, Jalen Hurts back in the deal than, than Drew Locke. That would have been a really fascinating marriage, especially with Rashad Penny, a free agent, but it was not to be. And as of now, Jalen Hurts is still looking like a top 10 fantasy quarterback because all these options for the Eagles are just coming off the board. So I don't really even know what to say about the Rodgers deal, Joe. Yeah. I mean, what is there to say? I mean, it's like, basically the same as last year, right? Everybody that's there is in a good spot. Rodgers is in a good spot. I mean, what 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 is the analysis that you're going to give on this? So Devontae Adams is a, is, is a top half of the first round pick. You know, Aaron Rodgers is going to be sitting there and giving you good production in the middle rounds as he always does because he doesn't run run as much as the other guys. So he's going to get drafted after him. Um, I'm really interested to see where the ADPs for the running back shake out because AJ Dillon impressed me last year. He was, I think he was pro football focus, his second highest graded runner. Um, he was good down the stretch. He was better as a receiver than anybody could have anticipated. Um, but Aaron Jones is great at the goal line too. Um, I want to see if there was some sort of tacit, uh, understanding from Rogers's camp vis-a-vis the Packers that they're going to go out and get them more help at receiver. Marquez Valdez Scantling is a free agent this off season. I believe Alan Lazard is as well. So could the Packers go out and get more help for Aaron Rodgers, maybe through the NFL draft, maybe through free agency. I think he likes Valdez Scantling, re-signed Valdez Scantling, um, but it's good. It's good for the Packers. And I mean, I think there was a three, four hour window where everybody was downgrading all the Broncos because, oh God, they're going to have to sign Mitchell Trubisky or they're going to have to sign Marcus Mariota. And now all the Broncos are upgraded too. It's just, uh, it's just the Seahawks who are down really bad right now. Okay. Let's talk about something. I mean, for, you know, we're going to have some dynasty experts on um, over the next couple yeah. weeks, Joe, uh, sprinkled in with Wes Huber. Calvin Ridley, dynasty holder. Oh. I mean, how mad are they now? And and frankly, what does it mean for the other Falcons 
that's got to be an upgrade for the Russell Gages of the world, right? Okay. Oh, Russell Gage is a free agent, but you have oh, to that's imagine, right, that's right, that's right, you have that's to right, imagine yeah. they bring him back. Um, that's a massive upgrade for Gage, by the way, because first and foremost, let's just get this out of the way. Ross, I understand because every single freaking person on Twitter made the same, oh, Calvin Ridley is suspended for betting, and that's brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Okay, look, I get it. This podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. There's a difference, though. Ross, you can make a bet on DraftKings Sportsbook. Why? You're not an active NFL player. I can make a bet on DraftKings Sportsbook. Why? Because I am not an athlete. I'm not good at anything. Calvin Ridley You're is good at act- fantasy. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm good at fake football. Calvin Ridley is an active NFL player, okay? You cannot bet on games. And you cannot make exceptions for a guy who's inactive, you can't make exceptions for a guy who's hurt. You can't make exceptions for a guy betting on his own team because it creates a slippery slope. Like Ross, the I think the NFL suspended him only for a season, at least a season, because they probably looked at this and said he was just being dumb. He put fifteen hundred dollars on his team to win, and like he he wasn't running a gambling ring. He wasn't trying to throw games. Because if they did find that, they would abandon him for life. Um, Ross, you played in the league. You were in locker rooms. You have to know this is rules number one, two, three, four, and five. Right? I mean, that has, it's that the has to be. the first thing they tell you. It's all over the locker room. It's not even up for debate. Uh, I mean, it... it I, I, look, I understand the NFL is trying to monetize, but didn't the, the and I don't I don't want to sound like a bootlicker here, but didn't the NFL essentially partner with these things and it worked because the NFL is partnering with what they view as legitimate companies who are helping them catch activity like this. That's exactly what happened to Calvin Ridley. So anyway, look, let's go to the fantasy angle. The Falcons might be one of the two or three worst teams in the NFL. I mean, they have they have Kyle Pitts. And they got nothing. Russell Gage is a free agent. I expect they'll re-sign him. Uh, Cordaro Patterson is a free agent. Matt Ryan was up 28-3 to in Super Bowl 51 and has been living in final destination ever since. Matt Ryan is getting up in the morning and must constantly feel like he's driving behind a logging truck that doesn't have its, uh, that doesn't have its straps on right. All right? Like this... I mean, I can't imagine what Matt Ryan is feeling right now, but the Falcons just don't have anything. And Arthur Smith, I'm wondering if he's thinking he should uh, he should pull a Roman Roy and leave whatever he's doing now, his pet project, and go run the family business. Because he's like, I, I, I mean, the Falcons are down so unbelievably bad right now, and it's because Calvin Ridley was a dumbass. I, I mean... I I like I don't think he was doing anything like I don't think he was asking people to throw games. But the problem is the perception that that creates. Do I think Calvin Ridley is alone? I mean, I'm not naive, but he also was very brazen, and that's why he got caught. And the NFL had to make an example of him for for a dynasty standpoint. I mean, I look at my dynasty teams as two or three year projects. You already know Calvin Ridley is not contributing to your dynasty team in 2022. And there is a chance if the NFL, by the way, he has to apply for reinstatement. This suspension doesn't end. Uh, He has to apply for reinstatement early in 2023. 
there's a chance that they say no. That they say, this is a huge pockmark on our game. We're not going to do it. Do I think that's what's going to happen? No. But, I mean, his his value is in the tank right now. And by the time, by the way, when he comes back, Calvin Ridley, well, he said he's going to be healthier, of course, which which is true. But by the time he comes back, he'll also be 28 years old. So, you know, he's he's not old, but he's he's not a spring chicken anymore. Well, listen, he, the guy has really hurt the Falcons now two years in a row. Uh, my advice to Arthur Smith, Matt Ryan, start taking athletic greens. I did. I feel better. As a result, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens. It's good for your gut, which is awesome. That's why the guy started it. It's lifestyle-friendly if you're keto, paleo, vegan, whatever. Costs less than $3 a day. Has over 7,000 five-star reviews. And to make it easy, Athletic Green is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash feast. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash feast to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right. Franchise tag, Joe. Kind of like insurance, right? Uh, these teams want to make sure no matter what, they keep these guys if they can't get them signed to a long-term deal. Three tight ends, none of whom are elite, along with Devontae Adams, who we knew, and Chris Godwin for the second year in a row, which surprised me a little bit. Um, what's the most interesting thing here? I mean, should we talk about the tight ends and what uh, it means for how these organizations are viewing these guys? Uh yeah, uh, well, first and foremost, um, I think somebody like Mike Kosicki is going to be very upset about this. You remember Jordan Cameron a couple years ago uh, for the Cleveland Browns. He was he changed his uh, Twitter profile to say, I am a pass catcher because he didn't like the franchise tag for tight ends as compared to wide receivers. Well, Mike Kosicki was essentially a slot receiver last year. He very rarely played in line. And you wonder if these teams are taking advantage of the fact that we think we have a high-end pass catcher and we aren't paying them on the franchise tag as much as they're worth. And it's the same debate that we've had a couple of years ago. But I will say the one that surprised me above all was David Njoku. I saw that and I'm like, what? They did what? Are they going to cut Austin Hooper? That's a massive blow to Harrison Bryant's uh, um, uh, dynasty value. The Browns obviously were thinking David Njoku was going to get some serious interest on the open market. So they decided to tag him. Maybe they could trade him. David Njoku has said he wants to come back. But Ross, that one really surprised me. The one guy, though, who takes a big step forward from fantasy perspective based on everything else that we're hearing is Dalton Schultz with the Cowboys. Because it looks like they're going to cut Amari Cooper. Um, uh, Michael Gallup, they're going to, I guess, sign to an extension, but he might not be ready for week one. CD lamb is going to be the guy who's going to eat up all that ADP. He was a disappointment last year from a fantasy perspective. 
Dalton Schultz, though, is the guy who, from this tight end market, is the guy I'm probably most excited about from a fantasy perspective. Because even if you don't think he's somebody who's worth the franchise player designation, he was a guy who caught a lot of passes for Dak Prescott last year. He was a guy who Dak Prescott trusted to move the chains. I think uh, uh, Dalton Schultz is a guy who I will be investing in for fantasy purposes. The Cowboys clearly like him. And while Cowboy fans are like, no, we should keep Cooper and let Schultz go, that's not the way the Cowboys are looking at things. No, because it's $10 million instead of $20 million. Yeah. It's half. And they need somebody to play tight end. They don't have – they have other receivers who you referenced, Gallup and Noah Brown and, uh, of course, C.D. Lamb. Um, I guess the other two things I wanted to ask you about relate to some of these contract extensions. In particular, Josh Reynolds. Mm. Yeah, he actually had a nice little run at the end of the season. And it's so funny. Did the Titans, like, cut him? Yes. It's so funny how things work out. And I know there was something behind the scenes with the Titans. But the Titans, who, I mean, for most of the year, had nobody outside of A.J. Brown because Julio Jones was a ghost. He couldn't crack the rotation there. He caught 10 passes in five games. Then he goes to the Lions and he ends up having 19 for 306 and two touchdowns in seven games after a midseason uh, move and you know he's not going to move the needle but he's a nice player to have around he's got a good relationship with Jared Goff we'll see if um we'll see if the uh the the Lions draft a quarterback um they're obviously it doesn't look like they're going to trade for one um I don't think they're in the market I don't think they're going to be one of the teams that is after like Mitch Trubisky you know they're not a team that's like we need that little extra oomph I don't think that's going to be them. So I think it's either going to be Jared Goff or a rookie starting week one. Josh Reynolds has the rapport with Jared Goff. Um, yeah, I think he's a nice late round best ball flyer. He was somebody who was contributing to fantasy teams down the stretch. And, you know, he signs a two-year contract extension. Pretty well earned for him. He's a he's a nice, solid number three, number four receiver to have around. Just a little strange he couldn't get it going with the Titans who really needed that kind of player. Chargers Mike Williams getting a huge deal, Joe. I mean, I don't know if this is a surprise. I don't think they were going to let him go. Um, but, you know, it's good for Josh uh, Justin Herbert and good for him. A little big uh, bit of a blow to Joshua Palmer, who I think a lot of people had pegged um, as a, a breakout candidate in the event that Mike Williams were to move on in free agency. But, you know, the Chargers are looking at something where they said, look, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I'm glad for Mike Williams getting paid. Um, he's a guy who's had some injuries, but yeah, it's great for the Chargers offense. It's great for Justin Herbert, Justin Herbert, who's going to be drafted as a top five fantasy quarterback this year. He's probably a top five real life quarterback at this stage. The Chargers are a team that is going to, as always, they're always the hot team. They're going to be, they're going to be picked to take a step forward this year. And I, I mean, I can see it. They've got, they've got good defensive talent and they're obviously set up for massive success offensively they short up that offensive line with Rashawn Slater last year excited to see what the Chargers do in free agency in the draft because that's a team that is on the on the rise in the most cutthroat division in the National Football League so I got one more question for you Joe but first um DraftKings they're here to help you and your friends get in the game with different ways to fund your DraftKings account do you, you can fund your DraftKings account with cash now just sign up in the DraftKings Sportsbook app, select Fund with Cash in the payment section, and get a digital barcode. Then take your cash and barcode to any one of our thousands of participating stores. Super easy. While you're there, pick up some DraftKings gift cards. 
Don't know where to get your buddy for his birthday? DraftKings gift card. Don't know what to get Joe Dolan for co-hosting the Fantasy Feast podcast? DraftKings gift card. Don't know where to get to get your mom for Mother's Day? DraftKings gift card. Done and done. Just visit DraftKingsGiftCard.com to find a participating store near you. March is here. Get in the game with these two awesome, fun, and easy account funding options. You know, Joe, two things. You mentioned Gesicki. I'm having a tough time picturing him in sort of the George Kittle role in McDaniel's offense because Kittle's just such a badass. Yeah, he's you know? Kittle's I, I, way I just, more physical. That's not yeah. Gesicki. Uh, Kittle's way more physical, um, but how many George Kittles are there is the question. You know, like, he's Gronkian, you know, there's Travis Kelsey. Um, you know, I think you could you can make the argument that Hawkinson's there. Obviously, I think Mark Andrews is a badass. I think Dallas Goddard is a badass. But Kasicki's a really good receiver, and you feel like McDaniel is going to be able to figure out what Gasicki can do in that role. Um, without necessarily being the guy who's looking to drop kick defenders in the face the way George Kittle is. Um, they franchised him um, probably because he's worth more than the franchise tag. I still like Gesicki as a top 10 fantasy tight end, but I agree with you. I mean, he's not George Kittle. George Kittle plays just like his head is on fire. Um, yeah, I, I don't see him in that role, but I can still see him catching 70 balls again. Okay, last question, Joe. Next Wednesday, maybe we'll have a guest, maybe not. There will be a bunch of news because Monday, we record this Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. Monday starts the negotiating period, or is it Sunday? One of those. Monday. Starts, Monday starts the negotiating period. Wednesday is when free agency kicks off, but we'll start to hear stuff. Um, that's what we're going to break down next week. What do people need to be look for, aware of, Monday, Tuesday, I guess it really only affects you from a fantasy perspective if you're actually doing best balls while this stuff's going on. It's probably exactly. a bigger issue for people that, you know, might be looking at futures for betting stuff. You know, um, I, one thing I would always say is the, there is an overreaction as soon as a move is made. And you might be able to capitalize on that in your dynasty leagues. But these are for super active dynasty leagues who are literally making trades Basically, in the window between when these deals are reported and when they become official. And I always remember um, a number of years ago after the Eagles traded LaShawn McCoy, there was the report that they signed Frank Gore. And then Frank Gore didn't end up going to the Eagles. And I think he ended up signing with the Colts. So always, there's always the chance that when these deals don't become official until Wednesday, that Somebody can change their mind. Somebody can swoop in with an offer. 99% of the time, if Adam Schefter, um, Ian Rappaport, et cetera, Jay Glazer, um, Tom Pelissero come out with a report and say, this guy's signing here, it's right. But just keep that in mind. Keep, be aware of that. They don't become official until Wednesday. So, Ross, even when we record next week on Wednesday at 11 a.m., these deals will still be five hours away from becoming official. So keep that in mind as well. But we're going to have a lot to talk about next week. Cannot wait. Check out this man on social media. He's the fantasy gangster at FG underscore Dolan. The code at his website is feast 22. So all of you guys have signed up before it's time to renew using feast 22 that rhymes. 
I am irrationally proud of myself for that. Fantasypoints.com. Other than that, I'm stuffed. We're done. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker football podcast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mentioned DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, doesn't always. Sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.